So what else do you want to talk about with these masks? What else? I mean, we've we've done we've done the task. I mean, we already we're, we're technically based on what the show is about. We're done, but you know we're not done. You obviously know. Well, so <laughs> the 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 mask. Well, for me, my personal experience when I first did it, um, I've never seen anything like it. They're, you did in school. They don't really teach you about your emotions. It's just work, work, work. They just, they will, what school is designed to do is to prepare you to work in a factory, um, get you really good at following instructions rather than embracing your creativity or, you know, well, college does that, but then you got to pay, you got to pay money to do that. Um, so when you came to our school, it's like, this is way, way different than what they're teaching us. And so that's why it was so interesting to me. It also helped me. Well, even though I was very quiet, um, I seen I seen what you mean about goals. It gave me a whole different meaning to goals of how I can improve. Because I, I was I was doing really good in school, but self esteem, self confidence, all that. I didn't I didn't work on that. I worked on um, just schoolwork. I wasn't focused on. I wasn't focused on working on myself. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you joined us. Today's guest is Jonathan Pugh Jr. Uh, Jonathan is an incredible young man. He uh, was a part of the first Social Emotional Leadership Academy. Uh, he started the program when he was in the seventh grade at his middle school. Um, I've known him for a little while longer than that, but uh, the first time we got to connect around this work around mentoring was at his school, Oakland Soul. Oakland Soul doesn't exist anymore. It is now combined with a, a school in East Oakland called Frick Impact Academy. And um, that school was nestled in a interesting street. <laughs> if I could describe it, um, you know, there's a, a library on the corner around from there. There's a Popeye's chicken around from there. It's a one way street in front of the school. The school is literally maybe a bunch of like um, portable buildings that are kind of put, it used to be a continuation school, um, but they have made use of it for small, you know, schools. And uh, it was one of the small schools in Oakland. Uh, and now he is at Fremont High School, an amazing building, an over a hundred million dollar brand new school in Oakland in a community that still needs a lot of support. And we talk about the school, we talk about the building, we talk about some of my feelings about the school itself. <laughs> but we also know that as an alma mater of that school, I love that school. Like I feel deeply invested and connected um, in a way that even though I don't get to do the work that I really want to be doing there, the documentary, The Mask You Live In was filmed at the school Jonathan goes to. And Jonathan is growing into an incredible young man. And to, he's, he's a young man now. He's grown into an incredible man. And I'm excited about what he's learning about himself, about his own voice. And you're going to hear him. You're going to hear him speak some words that you may not even recognize from a 15 year old. But you know, when we have the opportunity to work with young people and give them room to find their voice, I can't find their voice for them. I can tell them to speak up. I can tell them to talk louder. I can tell them, hey, what are your thoughts? I can ask a probing questions. But some of it's just going to come with time. And two years ago, Jonathan was supposed to be on the podcast his summer that he was on the in the Social Emotional Leadership Academy. 
I'm not sure what had happened, and we just kept postponing and postponing and postponing. And finally, two years later, uh, he was finally ready. And he was so ready this morning that he actually woke me up. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. When the youth will begin to take on some of the leadership, when they will begin to say, you know what, I'm going to make sure you're up so you get this office so you can do this recording and I can knock this thing out. Like, I'm really proud of him. And he's here. He's going to be part of episode 99, which is as we launched that summer, he started with us. We are now 100 episodes in, and I'm glad we got him into the first 100 episodes. And I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. I think there was so much more we could have talked about, but I think uh, what you will hear him talk about is beautiful. And you also, if you haven't watched the video you've heard from our South by Southwest trip, you will see him in that video. He was one of the young people who went with us this year to South by Southwest. And he was one of the young men who went with us the first year in 2020 when South by Southwest was canceled. And so you'll see some video footage available out on our website for that. Um, of Jonathan back in 2020. Uh, he looks very different. <laughs> He's grown up quite a bit. And uh, you can see uh, biology has uh, been in his favor, as as young people would say. Or maybe that's just how I say it. Maybe they say something very different. Uh, thank you for being a part of this podcast. We appreciate you. Um, we are launching a regional training of trainers. So if you would like to be a certified trainer for the Taking Out the Mask methodology, for the work that we do around the world to build connection and engagement and community and healing and transformation, you can now be trained to do that work. You can be a licensed, certified trainer. And that's going to start actually this fall in August. So if you're interested, if you know any teachers who you think could benefit from this opportunity, we're going to have a couple of regional trainings around the country, probably in three or four geographic areas, California, North and South. We're working with some folks up in Minneapolis, St. Paul, that hopefully have one up there in that area. We have one on the East Coast, not sure of the city yet, and probably one in Texas um, or in uh, Arkansas. So stay tuned for that. And if you're interested, please go on our website, tell us you're interested in that. So we make sure that when that comes live, that you will get the information. Thank you for everything you're doing to share this work out with the world. And if you know any young people that, or, or adults or any men that we should talk to in this podcast, please let us know as we hit episode 100 and move towards the next milestone. I don't know what the next milestone is, but I think 100 is a big one. Uh, in the podcasting world. And so we're excited and we're thankful for all the men who have been a part of these conversations and Judy Chu, who was a part of our uh, screening episodes. So there, there, there was definitely that she was the first woman to uh, be in these conversations with us. And we're thankful for her as well. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Enjoy today's episode. Jonathan, it's so good to have you on the show today. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. Thank you. Um, as I said before, name is Jonathan, last name Pew. Um, I'm an upcoming junior at Fremont High School, and I've been with Ashanti since the seventh grade. Um, I joined because I wanted to try something new in my middle school, and we're just getting our club started. And there was just this big dude that came into the gate and was like, who's that? And he wanted to, wanted to show us what his program is all about. And... Um, after he presented, we wanted him to be a part of our school because it sounded like a pretty cool club where we can 
just come to talk to our friends, get to know them on a deeper level. So, you know, I really enjoyed that. So I stayed. Um, today I'm feeling a nine, woke up really good, had some breakfast, and I'm ready to get this started. Okay. Well, for those who don't know what a check-in is, uh, Jonathan actually did a full check-in. Um, uh, so I'll check in with a number two. Our number system is on a scale from, well, why don't you tell people what the number system is just so that they can understand what that meant. Um, so scale one out of 10 is 10. You're feeling, you're pumped up. You're ready to go. You know, you're feeling your best self right now. And one is like, ah, I'm not really feeling it today. Or yesterday was a bad day and I'm still, you know, going through some things. So it's just a way to, for people to know, like, not know, but how to tell other people how you feel, but in a brief and simple way. So, yeah. So if I was checking in and since we're taking off the mask, you know, to be as honest as possible, I'm going to, I like to be a nine or a 10. I think I'm more like an eight. I'm like an eight, maybe a low end of the eight. Um, just cause I'm really excited to be in this conversation, but like, no one would know this if I didn't say this, but like I'm running like late. I'm running late this morning. This is Saturday. Uh, Jonathan originally wanted to have this conversation at eight o'clock in the morning. I was like, on a Saturday, you gotta be kidding! And so I let it. I accepted the nine o'clock, and <laughs> and it just wasn't happening. So I'm, I'm a, I came late to the show, um, and so I appreciate him for his patience. Uh, and uh, so that's why you know if I was like just putting on a show for you, I would say I was a nine or 10, right? But to be honest, I'm, I'm really glad to be here with him today. And I feel a little embarrassed that I was running late this morning. So that's part of the reality of uh, what we do in Ever Forward. We, it's a space to take off that mask and just a first, a first level attempt at just, how are you doing? And we can always just say we're good and fine. And we, we're good at that. Like, I'm good at that. Um, but in this, in these conversations, we're trying to build the opportunities for our young men and for me, even for adult men to have a space where I don't have to have, have it always figured out where, when I mess up, I clean it up and I move on, but I also know that it's a real thing, right? For me. So thank you, Jonathan, for putting the number out there. I wasn't even going to do that part. So, um, so Jonathan, we are going to both make our mask together here. So how about you walk people through, uh, the mask, um, what what the steps are. You just say the steps and then um, and then you and I will make a mask and then we'll, we'll talk about our masks. Okay. So uh, what you want to do is get a piece of paper, uh, have it hot dog style, fold it in half. Make a little nice crease. And then for one side of the paper on one side of the line, you want to put, you want to write back of the mask, and then you want to write in front of the mask on the other side. And what that is for, which which side is which? So, the right side, well, what you're seeing on the screen is the left, your left, but it's my right, is going to be the back of the mask, and then for for your left on your side of the screen, but my side of the screen is right. You're gonna put front. Don't don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, some people are gonna be listening to this. Some people are not watching this. Some people are gonna just listen to this, so they're not gonna know like what side or what screen you're okay. talking about. So just just when you look at your paper, what side is the front and what side is the back? 
Oh, so for the back of your mask, you're gonna put it on the right side, right side of the paper. You're just gonna write back side or back. Then for your left side, you're gonna write front. And then on the side where you wrote front, you're gonna draw what your mask would look like. It can look like anything. It doesn't have to look like an actual mask. It just had to be something you would imagine a mask would be for you. So. So on the back of the mask, oh, you're going to write. Where you, is you, you drew that fast? You drew that? Oh, wait, you slow down. No, I'm, you drew that no, fast? I'm not, I'm not done. I'm oh, okay. Done. Let's take it one step at a time. Let's get one step at a time. So we're going we're gonna to do one step at a time. So I, I, I'm drawing my mask. How much time are you going to give me to draw this mask? Uh, like a minute, 30 seconds. Okay, so after you draw your mask, you're going to want to write three words that you know. Write three words that describe how you are on a day-to-day -day basis. Or write three words that explain what you let people see. Like your character. What character do you let people see on the outside? Character or characteristics? It can be both, actually. Well, typically when we describe the front, we're talking about the characteristics of things that you let people see. I don't know, maybe if you want to say more about what you mean by the character, because I don't, I don't know. Um, I would, yeah. I would describe, well, what I mean by character is like the way you carry yourself. Like everybody has a, a type of character. Everybody has characteristics too. But what I'm referring to is when I say character is how somebody carries themselves. Okay. So, uh, okay. So good. So good. I, I think we, so we keep it simple for our listening audience. We're, we're talking about the, the front of the mask or the characteristics of yourself that you let the world see. The characteristics make up your character, right? I don't want to like get people confused with like what that means, especially if any new listeners. So we're asking for the front of the mask to be things that you let people see about you qualities characteristics of yourself that you gladly let people see okay okay i think that's how we want to just so great I, I think i understood what you meant jonathan but i want to make sure that people if people are listening to this for the first time i don't want them to get confused with like trying to create a character as opposed to just characteristics of themselves yeah yeah okay great all right and on the back of the mask um, you write three words that show character. Well, you write three words that describe characteristics you don't let people see. That you're not comfortable showing people. And maybe like when we think about things you're not comfortable showing, we're not asking you to necessarily when you're if you're making a mask, um, you know, on our website. If you don't want to if there's something you don't want to share, we're not asking you to share what you don't want to share. We're asking you to think about the things that you don't usually share. And are there three of them that you're willing to share with us? Right. Because I would imagine that, Jonathan, if I asked you to write something that you don't want to share on this podcast, that would be that would be pretty. I don't know that that would be really like I wouldn't do that to you. I, I don't know what it would be. I'm not saying it would be mean or something, but 
if you don't want to share it, why would I, I don't want you to share it, you know? So when we ask people to make the mask, we don't tell them, share what you don't want to share, because that puts people, it puts up resistance walls, right? Like, I'm not doing that. But we want to say, like, are there things that you don't talk about much that you're willing to share? Are there things that are about you that you don't share much that you're willing to at least share on this, right? And I think that's how we help to people to kind of relax into what we're asking them to do, right? And you made many masks, so for you, that may be that may be how you would describe it. But I want to for people who've never made a mask before to tell them, hey, write something you don't share. <laughs> what? What? What are you talking about? Right? Because that puts them on a that puts their nerves on edge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I so good. So I want to like so we just. The, it may mean simple for some of you the same thing. They may hear the same thing, but we want to say it in a more gentler way. What are things that you don't normally talk about that you're willing to share here? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I'm stuck on the last word. I have two words that I think. I don't still trying to think of a third one. Well, we leave it at two. Maybe it'll come up during the conversation or maybe it won't. No, no pressure. So you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So folks uh, who are listening, thank you for being a part of that. Um, and what we know is that in this work that we're doing, um, and we may have sped it up a little bit, you know, more than like regular time so that uh, you weren't listening to all the, you know, us drawing time. But we spent about three minutes, three and a half minutes making the mask, maybe four, um, the front and the back. And the reason I wanted Jonathan to share with you the steps is because our expectation for our young men in our program is that they could deliver an experience to their peers, to their family members, to their community, to people at their school who may be struggling. Like we are training them to be peer mentors, that they would be able to talk to people in their community. And if they see somebody having a rough day, they can go up and say, hey, how you doing? Are you doing all right? Do you need anything? And maybe that person doesn't want to talk and they'll, they'll get it. They'll be like, oh, okay, it's probably too much for them. They, they may be, the person may want to talk and they say, well, hey, maybe you don't want to say a whole lot of words. Let's, let's make a mask together and then we can slowly find out what's going on. Because what we know is that what we're all going through is different, but sometimes we're going through similar things, but we just don't know it because we've gotten good at on the outside saying that everything is good and fine. And Jonathan, actually, when he was a freshman, that was the year of the first year of COVID. Well, I'm describing it like the first year, like in 2020 school year, he was a freshman in high school. He actually delivered this workshop to his freshman class, to some of the um, students. I think they had a movie night. They watched the documentary, The Mask You Live In, which was featured at his school uh, in the old building. They have a new building now, so they probably don't recognize him. He don't even recognize the halls in the documentary because... They're all fancy and fresh now. I I had the old stanky walls and old burnt orange carpet, <laughs> but they got fancy halls and fancy you know lockers if they even have lockers today. But um, he got to deliver the workshop, and it was opportunity for him with his advisory group first, and then with more of the freshman class to learn how to communicate, to learn how to deliver. And at the end of the episode today, you're going to hear about opportunities for you, educators, teachers, coaches, to be able to deliver this work in your own community. We're really excited about that. And I think that if Jonathan, Jonathan, how old are you? 
15. As a 15-year-old young man, if he can deliver it to his peers, then I'm sure that there's many, many of you out there who are willing, if you're willing, because everyone's not comfortable getting in front of people. That's understandable. But that you have that also the capacity to help others to recognize there's more to them. And so we're we'll show you out we'll show you at the end of this episode how you can do that, how you can get involved with that. But for now, uh, Jonathan, thank you for walking us through it. And so since you're walking us through it, you get to decide who goes first. Who uh, and our workshops, people don't share their own individual mask. We don't put people on the spot. But this podcast is designed for me and Jonathan to go a little deeper. And so um, we will share our mask um, directly. So. Jonathan, who do you want to go first? Uh, I'll go ahead and go. Okay. Um, so. We're just the front first, right? Remember, just the front first? So the front. Fold, fold it back so we can't see the back. Okay. So for the front of my mask, um, I don't know if you can see it. Oh, there you go. Um, I'll put goofy, optimistic, and determined. I put goofy because, you know, I'm I'm really, my humor is very, I'm very, you can make me laugh very easily. And I'm always trying to make somebody else laugh. I just like laughter is just, it, it, it cheers me up. It, it's like a, it's like a, it's like candy, literally. It's like when you laugh, you forget about being sad, being mad, all that, being stressed out. Um, laughter is like a healing healing thing so that's why i put it on there put optimistic because i try to stay happy as much as i can because no one wants to see someone who's just slopping around always sad no no one likes that so i try to say optimistic high hopes hope for the best so i can get what i need to do done and i'll be so sad and mopey all the time and i'll put determined because once I find something I really want to do, um, I'm not going to let nothing distract me from it. I'm going to make sure I can do it to the best of my ability. And if I see like a fault in my best ability, I try to go back and improve that if I have a second chance. Because you don't have a second chance all the time, but you should always take advantage of a second chance. That's why I put determined. And for the back of the mask, I put right. stressed and nervous are you gonna, are you gonna go stress. front back okay 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 yeah i put stress because um wait i interrupted you so i don't want the audio to interrupt you i i didn't know you were going to do the back right away so uh go ahead and redo the back again because I, I i was talking over when you started presenting so i think we're having a little lag but it, it will fix it later um so okay. go ahead you're gonna do the front and back together and then i'm gonna do front and back together like that yeah then for the back of my mask, I put stressed and I put nervous slash anxiety. The reason why I put stress is because um, I'm still, well, I still have not a lot of time, but I know time goes by fast. So I'm trying to find what I really want to really want to do in the future. And sometimes I stress myself out just trying to figure out. I don't know how to explain it. I'm just, I think I'm moving too fast moving too fast, trying to find my passion. And maybe I should be more patient in what I want to do. So that's why I put that on there. And I put nervous because I do, even though I've done a lot of public speaking, um, and I've, I, I talk to people a lot, but I still, you know, 
get nervous. I still, uh, I still self doubt. I still have a lot of self doubt. I mean, um, I still, you know, have that adrenaline rush before I go up on stage, and I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to make it so I'm ready to go at all times. And that, that's that's a that's a real big goal for me right now. So I put there. I put nervous and anxiety on there. And that's the back of that's my mask. Thank you, man. Thank you. Right on. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks for going first. I appreciate that. Um, well, I, I I think there's some things that are gonna resonate. So let's uh I'll start. Um so the front of my mask, uh I'm I'm, I'm channeling uh I'm channeling a drawing that I'm trying to go from memory. I don't know if you can, well, I'll come back to what that drawing is in a second, but um, I wrote the words on the front, serious, adventurous, passionate. And at first I was gonna write determined for passionate. And I was like, eh, maybe I'll go ahead and write passion instead of determined. Um, but I was going to write determined. So that word was also resonating in my mind. Um, uh, I'll start with the adventurous part. I mean, this uh, image I was drawing from, and if any artists out there, I'm not an artist, but I, I was like, I just came back from the pyramids, um, in Egypt. And, uh, I got to go see, uh, King Tut's, uh, tomb and his headdress and the original. And it was just stunning. It was just, it was stunning. I just can't even think about it. So when I was thinking about this, um, which is really why I was really glad to have this conversation with you, is that I was like, okay, what does that look like from memory? And it definitely doesn't look like it should look, but from my best memory, that's what I, I put on the paper. But I was like, yeah, it was a powerful experience going through the Egyptian museum. And um, and so like, I, I, think it's, I don't think it's a very adventurous to go through a museum I think the day before riding that camel was adventurous and uh, and I'm still feeling it. I still still feel feel my body shaking up a little bit from two weeks ago. I thought the pain was gone, but <laughs> it's still there. It's still there's just some muscles that are like, what did you do? Um, but it was an adventurous moment, uh, even though I was nervous about it. Um, uh, I did it. Right. And so uh, and then passionate, you know, I think. Um, and determined. Like, I think I'm really dedicated to this work. I'm really excited that you um, get to be on the show finally. Like, you know, I think about, you know, we've been, I think you were there the summer we created the podcast. So the fact that you're just now close to almost near episode 100, finally getting on the show, I think everything happens for a reason. Um, and everything happens at the right time. It's supposed to happen. So, you know, but, but I was like, man, how is it just now getting on the show? Like, I think every time we were missing schedules and signals. And and so I think passionate about like, man, two years ago was when this podcast started. We're about to be at episode 100 and just the dedication it takes and determination it takes because it's it's extra than the work I, I do on a regular basis. It's, it's not, I mean, it's now part of my weekly agenda, but it's, it's extra. It, I was busy before the podcast started. So then... To do a podcast, it, it really requires some dedication and passion to to really want to have more of these conversations. And I want 
I'm talking to my team all the time, like, hey, we should be having more people and conversations. And so uh, that's the front of the mask. All right. Oh, yeah, deep breath, back of the mask. There we go. Worry, self-doubt, and fear of. And I wrote several lines under fear of because I think there's several things that I think sometimes I'm fear I'm fearful of. Uh, but I think I'm, because you mentioned self-doubt, I'm going to focus on that one. And uh, I I know that feeling. You know, I'm one of the things that when I when you and I first met, one of the what what was the sentence I what, what did I say to you more than anything when I when we first when we first met, when we first started spending time together, and when you first came to the Social Emotional Leadership Academy. What did I have to, what did I say to you more than anything? I think hmm, I'll, 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 this is the one two I words. remember the most. Two words, two or three words. It was, I, I don't know. What I, was I, it? It was something to do with experiences, but I might be wrong, but I, I do remember I do remember the specific meeting we had. When I was still in middle school, you told me not to be afraid of new experiences. Yeah. Yeah. That's a powerful one. That's definitely something I would have said. Don't be afraid of new experiences. Because sometimes some young men in the work would say no to stuff because they don't know what it is. No. And then you're like, why? Can you tell me why you're saying no? Because ultimately, whatever your answer is, your answer is. As a mentor, my job is to not force you to do anything, but to really provide opportunities for you. But if you've never tried anything new and then you're saying no to new opportunities for almost no reason, my job is to at least kind of push a little bit to find out what is it that's in the way? What's the, what's the barrier? Why are you saying no? And if you say no, your answer is no. But do you have a, are you clear why you're saying no? Are you saying no because, well, I've never done anything like that before. Okay, well, when, how long do you want that to, be the reality that you've never done like that before. It's like going to a ropes course. You got to climb up the thing and then you got to jump out. Like I've never done anything that, nothing like that before. Okay. Well, there's harnesses and you, you got people here belaying at the bottom and you got a lot of support here. You got a helmet on and like, and so I think that how do we begin to push? But I think one of the things I said to you more than anything, if you don't remember, I would say, Hey, speak up. I need you to speak up. Ah, <laughs> like I would say that to you probably more than anything ever. Than I said. Anything. You probably don't. You probably don't want to remember that. You probably don't want to remember that. So that's probably why you didn't know it. <laughs> but I'm positive I said that to you more than anything else, um, because I was constantly being like, "What did you say?" I'm like, "I'm, I'm stra- I was straining to hear you. And I think when you talked about self doubt, and I, I know it because I used to be very shy. I used to be very quiet. I've, I used to like getting in front of an audience is sometimes it takes work for me. I enjoy it, but it's not something that I'm just like, let me run to the stage, you know, like I'm like, hmm, should I raise my hand? And sometimes I have to like push myself to be like, do it. Like, and I think I want to be the person who is who jumps up and runs to the stage when somebody gives an opportunity. Um, I think sometimes I am I'm willing to go. But I don't know if that I'm always the one running to say, I'll do it, right? Like in certain situations. So self-doubt is one that I'm working on a lot and and as an adult. And so when I see it in young people, I want to encourage them because I know what it feels like to feel stuck. And to be stuck behind 
not that I'm not able to not be stuck behind the fact that I'm not capable, but to be stuck behind a, a voice inside that's telling me a story that has not even happened yet. And so I think that's some of the self-doubt that I'm still working on, but I'm also pushing through it. Like, you know, I mean, my self-doubt has grown or my has grown. My self-doubt has diminished over the years, you know? The things I would never have done when I was your age, I do now with no with not much thought, but there's still things I want to do better at, right? So it's a constant journey of working through those things. And so um, that's what I'll stop there. I'll stop right there. That's what I'll land on, the self-doubt one. Um, and I think it, it kind of leads to this idea of, I was listening to someone the other day talk about self-esteem. Do you know what self-esteem is? Yeah, you're your confidence in yourself um like yeah it can be it can mean confidence it can also mean your motivation in yourself like you have to be not you don't have to be but it's the amount of motivation you have in yourself when you're about to do something that's the best way i could describe it in my own words yeah yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. And I think that this idea of like, when we think about esteem and we think about like, what are the ways that I come to um, a task? I feel, I feel not only motivated, encouraged, but, but positive towards the things that I really want to do. I feel like, like, I feel like I am driven to those things that are going to elevate me right like I, I feel empowered right and sometimes that esteem comes because someone helps us to figure it out find it right someone helps us to believe more in what we can do than we may believe by ourselves, right i think um and i think that's one thing i really want to encourage others to do and i think that's how ever forward first started it was young men who were smart they were talented but in school, the school we worked in, smart wasn't cool. So if you wanted to be considered cool, you weren't going to be too smart. And so they had to like act a way that made them not appear to be smart by others. And it wasn't until I was able to help push them through it and say, dude, you are, you're amazing. You're brilliant. You're talented. And help them see that that, that was okay. I think it worked. I think it worked. And it's a powerful thing, you know. So, I think that's one of the things I think about. Um, like, here, here's a definition of self-esteem that I wanted to uh, share. It says, "Self-esteem is the deep down inside the skin feeling of your own worth. It's a deep down inside feeling of your own worth. And so, therefore, if I feel like I have, I'm worth, I'm worth a lot. I'm worth something." Like I matter, my voice matters, my thoughts matter, my my ideas matter, my creativeness matters. I may not be always right, but that it matters, then I feel worthy to share it. But if I feel like what I have to say is not worthy, then I'll hold it back. It's internalization of value. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what you did last week. It doesn't matter uh, what you're going to do tomorrow, but it makes a, a difference about how you feel about your potential. Well, you know what? I got the potential some, to do some good things in the world. I'm going to go after this. But if you don't believe you have the potential, you don't believe that, you're, that what you do is going to matter, I think that 
it creates that idea of does does my work even matter? So I think that's something that I want to work on with Ever Forward Young Men this summer. And, and we meet young men in all phases. When I met you, you were very quiet. We could have done this podcast when I first met you, obviously. Um, but now, like you're here. The podcast has started two years ago. I mean, I, it may be some reason why we didn't have you on two years ago, right? Like that summer, you were supposed to be on the podcast. Summer of 2020, you were supposed to be on a face-to-face with one of the other young men. That didn't happen. But look now, two years later, where you have grown in two years. So imagine that everybody has their right timing, right? You were definitely invited two years ago, but and you didn't say no, but, every, but there was lots of things in the way that caused it not to happen, right? And now today, two years later, you were up before me. You were like, hey, I'm ready to go. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, don't rub it in. I know. I know. I'll be at the office in a minute. Right. And so like the, the idea of like going from like not maybe pushing to be on the show to like today, making sure you were up and ready and ready to go. That's that's a lot of growth. And I'm very proud of you for that. Thank you. So what else do you want to talk about with these masks? What else? I mean, we've, we've done we've done the task. I mean, we already we're, we're technically based on what the show is about. We're done. But, you know, we're not done. You obviously know. Well, so, <laughs> the, the the mask, well, for me, my personal experience, when I first did it, um, I've never seen anything like it. You did, in school, they don't really teach you about your emotions. It's just work, work, work. They, they will, What school is designed to do is uh, prepare you to work in a factory, um, get you really good at following instructions rather than embracing your creativity or, you know, well, college does that, but then you got to pay. You got to pay money to do that. Um, so when you came to our school, it's like this is way, way different than what they're teaching us. And so that's why it was so interesting to me. It also helped me. Well, even though I was very quiet, um, I seen I seen what you mean about goals. It gave me a whole different meaning to goals of how I can improve because I I was I was doing really good in school, but self-esteem self-confidence all that i didn't i didn't work on that i worked on um just schoolwork i wasn't focused on i wasn't focused on working on myself that's 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 the that's how i can describe it i wasn't i wasn't working i wasn't educating myself on how to be a better person or um how to like I knew how to. I knew. I knew what school was and schoolwork and all that. But um, there's a part. There's there's different types of knowledge. There's not just one knowledge. There's different forms of knowledge. And what knowledge I needed most was myself. I needed to know my better myself. Be, my myself better. What I meant to say. I didn't know myself that much. So I need to work on that. Yeah. Have you seen the difference in how people respond to you now that you know yourself better? Do you see how difference how your mom responds to you, your grandma, your other family? Um, they give me more of a in depth res- response because I ask deeper questions. I don't just ask, "Oh, what is this?" and, and they tell me everything it is. I tell them specifically why. I would need to know that information and then they can cater to how my question is asked and I can get more of 
what I wanted to know instead of having to ask multiple questions in different forms to get the same information. So it's like, it's like knowing what you need first and then the another person providing it for you. It's way easier when you, when you know how to, you know, inform them of what you need. So. That's great. I mean, I think if more young people can figure that out, it will, it will, it will, it will increase their learning and it will cut down on the learning curve of like why they sometimes feel so bored and so unmotivated. Or maybe that, maybe, you know, you're, you're about to be a junior, right? So what do you notice about, cause you back in school, you were in person this past year. So what did you notice? What did you experience with your peers? other students, you know, in your grade or younger grades, maybe even older grades, right? Because all all grade levels aren't created equal, right? I mean, there's some, you know, some 18 year olds out there who act like 12 year olds, right? And there's some 12 year olds out there who are operate like 18 year olds. So we know that age is not the determining factor. But what do you notice about your peers in terms of their how they ask questions or how they show up or how they strive or thrive or are hungry for education and knowledge. What, what is your experience there? Well, is there's no specific, you know, like big group of people who just do the same thing. It's very, very diverse in terms of um, how people carry themselves at my school. There's a lot of people who actually care about what they're doing. They're trying to, they're trying to set themselves apart so they can better their education. And then you have some kids who just don't care about school at all. They only care about waiting until they graduate so they can be free from their parents and do whatever they like. And then there's kids who, you know, just want to just want a regular job and just wants to relax in life. So it's not just one specific um, way somebody carries themselves. Not 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 like that. But um, there's what I'm trying to say is there's there's many different personalities at my school and that's a good thing but I feel like there there could be more kids who 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 want to who who are motivated to work on themselves so they can know what they're really passionate about see I I do want to focus on myself I do want to better myself in um, speaking to people my self-esteem my self-confidence things like that but I still even for a person who's trying to do that, I still struggle with what I want to do. So I think if some kids, well, not kid, they're not kids, but if they try to focus on what they really want to do, I feel like they can improve their education, get better grades, be motivated to accomplish what they want to do. And on top of that, the social aspect, like social media, it's 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 good. You can communicate with businesses, you can make connections, network, but it, it's a it's a it's a double it's a double bladed sword. On the one hand, it's it's good because you're taking down what you need to do, but on the other side, it's hurting people because there's so many social standards that makes what you well what you said earlier. It's not cool to be smart, and that's still that's still an ongoing thing. So I think that's another factor of why people don't want to better their education because they feel like they're a nerd or they're not cool or they're not living up to the social standard. That's that's another obstacle that I think they're not saying they're dealing with, but I can I can see how that could be a thing. Hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you imagine, I mean, I, well, I don't know, you imagine. I'm, I, I sometimes go to this part of my mind where I see, I mean, your school, you got a brand new school. You're, you have a hundred million dollar school right there on the corner of Foothill and High Street. Like they spent over a hundred million dollars and the project is not finished yet. They still got more pieces of the project to finish, but like to, to have a school that has that amount of resources put in it and to have students still go and don't even care, like sometimes blows my mind. I, I, it shouldn't blow my mind. I get it. Everyone doesn't like school and everyone, I didn't like school at some phases in my life. So I get it. But you imagine like, man, like, you got a top state of the art brand new school and i was drove by the other day and like on the in the front there was like trash, over trash. There already like and i was like what's wrong with this picture here like how how huh and that's not, not to blame anybody, but it is to point out the facts, right? You know, like technically I want to be blaming the, the school and want to say, how dare they have this brand new school here and they got trash and McDonald bags and wrappers and cups and cans on the ground, like right in front of the school. That seems like unacceptable to me, right? And 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 I and also, you know, I speak directly about it because I'm, I'm an alumni from that school. That's my school too, right? I don't, I don't take it as, that's them. I take it as part of me. And so um, anyway, when I see that, I'm just like, man, how many kids around the world would just love to like have a school like that? A place of learning, clean air conditioning, clean floors, like, like, man, I, I, and I was in Egypt um, last week and um, there were some kids. Um, we were at the at the one of the, the feast is a community fest, festival, right? So everyone in the community comes and eats like anyone who wants a plate comes and gets a plate. Um, and it was beautiful. And so a bunch of neighborhood kids were there and, you know, I don't speak Arabic, they don't speak English, but we're communicating with like waving and, and I had my book there and they were drawing, they were drawing pictures of masks. I asked them to draw a mask. Right. And they were all drawing. And there were these kids who, who were 12 years old, 11 years old, 10 years old, 13 years old, um, who, who, who don't know, who don't, who can't write, who couldn't write their name. And all they were only asking was, right, they weren't making the front and back of the mask. They were just drawing a picture and then they wrote, they signed their name on it. And I saw these kids who wanted to like, they, you, you see them when they get to the part where right, they draw their picture and then when we get to the name part, you see them just kind of like stop. And they're just like, and then they ask one of their friends to help me, right? And man, just like the hunger to like want to learn. And when I see my school, my, my, my alma mater, when I see that building, beautiful. And maybe there's maybe it doesn't look like that on the inside. I imagine it doesn't look like that on the inside. But when you drive by it, you just see that and you're just like, it just makes me wonder, right, how we take for granted. Take for granted. And even if it was an old building, education was still being provided there. So regardless of what the building looks like necessarily, because, you know, that what the, on the inside and outside are very different often. Same thing with our masks, right? It could be a beautiful building on the outside, but if if on the inside there's junk, <laughs> you know, disarray, confusion, it's still like what we talk about with these emotional masks too, you know? So anyway, that's something that just stood out to me when you talked about this idea of learning. And you're right. I agree. Every kid is not created equal. Every student doesn't want to learn. 
and doesn't take advantage of opportunities. And so I'm really glad that you are and that you're finding new ways to take advantage of opportunities, right? Like this summer, you're a part of another program. Like I really wanted you to be in our program. And we had a, we had a little we had a little battle over it, right? Because you you made you you said you were gonna do the commit the academy, and then you found another program. And I was like, what? How you going? How you going to leave the academy, right? And um, but I was really proud of you. I was really proud of you for speaking up for yourself. And I told you, I want you to have what's going to be the best for you, brother. I'll I'll see you. On, I'll see you on on the weekends or whatever, right? But I think that um, I'm really proud that you're looking out for opportunities for yourself to keep exploring what you want to do because this is the time to do it. And so, um, I guess what I guess what what do you think, um, like? our community needs. What do you think they need? What do you think we need to do? What do you, we need to create? What do we need to build? What do we need to do to to help find, for those young people who would really want something more out of life? Like I imagine there's more young people at your school who could be a part of the Social Emotional Leadership Academy who didn't hear about it, didn't, didn't know about it, maybe wouldn't have applied to it even if they did know about it. Like how, what is your idea as a young person in this community on how we can help more young people find their voice because that's what you're going to be doing um, when you join the EDLC this next year, right? You're going to help us figure out how do we grow this movement to help more young people find their voice. So do you have any ideas about what we should be doing to do that? Okay. That, that's, that's, a, that's a challenge right there. Um, the first idea that does come to my mind, um, it's probably like, uh, cause it's, it's not, it's not a, definitely not an easy thing to do cause it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I just trying to think of something right now. Um, well, we can, we can. I know what worked, worked really well was um, having like a meeting, like clubs, yes, they work very well, but having like a, like a little snack at the end, it brings people in because everybody, everybody loves food. Everybody loves to eat. So once you get food, food involved after, you know, they, they're done talking about their feelings, they're going to want to come back because, you know, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to come here. I'm going to talk. I'm going to, I'm going to get to know other people more. On top of that, on top of that, of getting to know people more, you know, I get to eat, I get to eat food with them. I I get to get fat after. So it's like, I'm yeah, I'm gonna come back because there's food there and I get to talk to people. So I think if we, you know, have like a little bit of food at the end, then we're going to get some people coming for sure. Okay. Well, that put you that was putting you on the spot. So I know that that's the case. And so what we got to do this year, this next year is we're growing this movement. We're growing the Million Mask movement where and we, we will make sure that clubs know that they should have snacks. Right. Snacks should be at every meeting, whether it's a, a meal or whether it's a snack or whether it's something, you know, in between a meal and a snack. Right. Like, how do we make sure that people feel nourished as well? Right. Emotionally nourished physically nourished and nutritionally nourished. So um, that's what we're trying to do. Trying to have a, all, ever forward, our, ever forward started with lunch meetings. 
2004, San Lorenzo High School. We met at lunch and we had food brought in every once a week, every Thursday, Portable 8. So maybe that's what we can even see if that's a, a potential to do this year. And whether that's going to be a club at your school or not, that's not the case. But uh, but what would it take? Hey, we're going to have a lunch meeting. We're going to have food brought in. We'd like to have you there. You got to be on time. And we go from there, right? And we see if that adds some sticking power, you know? And if it has to be after school, it has to yeah. be after school. But some people who are doing sports or doing other things may not be able to stay as much as, you know, as, as other students would be able to. So, um, okay. Well, is there anything else you want to share here before we wrap up the show? I want to really appreciate you for for being here and for um, taking time out of your Saturday. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with folks out there, whether they're an adult, whether they're a teen? Is there anything you want a message you want to say to parents, a message you want to say to teachers, a message you want to say to politicians? Like who is there a message you want to say to anyone out there? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, this is advice I got from Ashanti, actually. Man, that helped me a lot. Um, never be scared of new experiences. Because I always, that's where the self-doubt is rooted from. I'm like, I can't do this. You know, it just looks fun. But look at them. They're doing it. Look at them over there. They're doing it way better than I can do it. I cannot get to that level where I can do it better than them or stand out better than them. You you can do it. It's just, it, no matter how long it takes you to do it, you you can definitely do it. And I've, I've learned that in many situations that I, I can. I can't. I need to stop saying I can't. I can. I can do it. So, you know, whenever you met with a challenge, just say, I can. That's all you got to say. I can. Yeah, that's what I would like to say to anybody mm -hmm. listening. I can. I can. I can. All right. Then let's let's add that to the to the affirm the morning affirmation. I can. <laughs> There's a um, I think I may have played for you once. Uh, Something from E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher when he talks about, I can, I will, and I must. I can, I will, I must. Yeah? Can you do that, Jonathan? Yeah. Say <laughs> I can, I will, and I must. And I think that's the best way to wrap up this show. Uh, folks, I want to first uh, thank you all for listening and thank Jonathan for being here on the show. You know, I wish when I was 15, I had the uh, ability to convey wisdom the way that I, I hear him doing it. And I'm honored to know him. I'm honored to uh, be a part of his life and have him a part of the Ever Forward family. And so the work that you do, if you're a supporter of Ever Forward, if you are a donor, if you are a person who just shares the work with other people, your work supports Jonathan and us to be able to support Jonathan as he is in his next transition of life. He's in the junior year. He's like asking a lot of questions. Like, what do I do with my life? What do I do? And uh, I'm really excited for him. So if you are not a supporter of Ever Forward, you can do that. You can go to our website and support that way. But listening to this podcast and giving us a review and sharing it with your friends. Maybe you got a teenager in your life who you want 
to hear what Jonathan is talking about. Share it with them. You can do so many things that are not monetary to help us get the word out to the world. You maybe know a teacher, maybe you know a principal, maybe you know a counselor, maybe you know to hear the voice of a 15 year old who is trying to do better in his life and wants big things for himself. I think this conversation is needed to be heard by many. So thank you all for listening. Please give us a review. Please rate our and tell us how we can make it better if you have ideas. If you know a young person that we should talk to as well, please nominate us. Um, nominate them to come, come on the show and maybe we'll have Jonathan interview them. I don't know. Maybe this is part of his work this next year is going to be taking some leadership um, that he he kind of ran from last year. So last year he had the opportunity to take on some leadership and uh, I don't know that he was already ready for it. But I think uh, a difference a year makes when we give young people space to grow at the pace they're ready to grow. And that's what I'm excited about for 2022, 2023 school year. So thank you again, Jonathan, for being on the show. Thank you. You're welcome. I really enjoyed it, too. I appreciate you, brother. Well, folks out there, if you want to um, make a mask anonymously, you can go to millionmask.org. That's millionmask.org. It'll be in the show notes here. Uh, you can find us on social media at Ever Forward Club anywhere you are on social media. And you can also find me at Brant Speaks. And uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Taking Off The Mess podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Editing videography is also by Ryan Louie. Graphics by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Kevin Romero. And I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast. As we hit this one-year anniversary, we hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off The Mask experience. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe, and share. And we look forward to us continuing to offer conversations that matter. Take care. See you soon.